Don't you hate it when you're going through something hard and someone gives you a platitude? It's almost like they're just telling you to smile and get over it. They don't want to deal with your pain. But some things are really hard to get over. Some things leave you broken. The shattered pieces of your heart and life seem to be everywhere. But there is a way to step out of despair and find your joy again. Find out how on today's episode of Abide in Jesus, the podcast for women who want to experience Christ's healing touch in their lives. I'm your host, author Carolyn Rice. I quietly snuck downstairs one night when I couldn't sleep and turned the television down to the very lowest setting. I'd been struggling with the questions of why. Why had these things happened to me? And how could God turn these awful things for good? An old Catherine Krollman video was playing on TV, and she held two cups in her hands, and she was pouring water from one cup to the other. And as she did this, she said, those things that happened to you, they have shaped you into who you are. She kept pouring and kept talking about how God could take those things and use them for good. But how? How could God use abuse, trauma, things that really hurt me and turn them for good? And now, when I think about these things, I often think of the story of Joseph, which begins in Genesis 37. Joseph's brothers were jealous of him and sold him into slavery. And long story short... God took what was meant for evil and used Joseph to save many lives. But it's easy to say God will use it for good in Joseph's case because we know the end of his story. But what about when you don't know the end of the story, when God's still writing it, when you're just wrestling with what happened, when despair wants to engulf you? The first step out of despair is to look where you're looking. Even in the past few years, my husband and I went through some really hard things. And I struggled with putting my mind on the word. When I was so angry, when the injustice was so real, when I wanted so badly for God to bring vindication and bring it right now. And I talked about my feelings. I didn't hold those in because that's not healthy to hold your feelings in. But my husband often reminded me of the truth. Sometimes he reminded me of it again and again when I just wanted to sit in the pit of despair and look at what was going on. And he wouldn't let me. He kept speaking truth to me and helping me out of the pit. That's when God reminded me of meditating on his word. So I wrote down a scripture that had spoken to my heart. And first thing in the morning, I would read the scripture out loud. I spoke it while I was getting ready in the morning over and over and thinking about that truth. This reminded me to look where we are looking. We don't bury our heads in the sand. We feel our feelings. We set boundaries. We deal with things that need to be dealt with. But we also can't stay stuck there. We can't stay in that place of despair, of looking at the unfairness, the injustice, because then you begin to wonder if God will ever come through for you, and the questions can swallow you whole. 
the second way to get your joy back is to bring your heartache to God. When you come before God in prayer or in the word, be real with him. Be authentic. Pour out your heart before him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him you're mad at him if you are. And it may be good if you're really struggling to seek counsel from a pastor or counselor that can help you process your pain. Ask the Lord to speak to your heart. God can speak to you through his word, through something you see in your day-to-day life, through a conversation, or even listening to a sermon or podcast. God can use the most regular things to speak to your heart and to give you encouragement. And I would love to hear how God has encouraged you through everyday life. Sometimes it's I'm looking up and I will see an eagle or I will see someone's license plate or a sticker and it just says what I needed to hear in that moment. And of course, he will speak to you through his word. But when you're going through everyday life and you need that encouragement, I would love to hear how God has encouraged you. Another way to get your joy back is to refuse to quit on God. When you think of the story of Joseph, it never says that he felt like quitting or fell into despair. But if you imagine yourself in his shoes, sold by his brothers, imprisoned, and falsely accused, what would you be feeling? I, for one, would struggle with discouragement and despair and wonder if God's dream was just a fantasy and if I'd missed it completely. I would wonder where God was and if he had abandoned me. And when you're in that place, when everything seems dark and you feel abandoned, know that the enemy wants nothing more for you to sit down and quit. Because he knows that nothing can stop God's will for you in your life except you quitting. No circumstance can stop it. No person can stop it. The enemy cannot take it from you. You may find yourself in spiritual battles where the enemy of your soul is trying to discourage you, where he's using people and things to try and make you stumble. But know that he cannot take God's purpose away from you. I think That's why God's word to Joshua when he was about to bring the Israelites into the promised land was, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's from Joshua 1.9 in the New King James Version. If you continue taking just one step at a time with God you will see the victory that God has for you. So many times we see the whole mountain when all we need to do is take the next step. And as you do this, God will take you higher than you ever thought possible. And if you would like to go deeper on this subject, I have a devotional called Lord Heal My Heart and you can find out more at carolynsbooks.com. Thank you for listening to Abide in Jesus.